Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Want to get smarter about investing? Then tune in to the Capital Ideas podcast from Capital Group, home of American Funds Distributors, Inc., one of the world's leading asset managers. Learn from portfolio managers with decades of experience by listening to the Capital Ideas podcast today. Bob Iger of Disney tells employees that they must work in the office four days a week beginning in March. What do you think of it? And do we think the rest of America will follow suit? Four days a week in the office. And Bob Iger, put it in context, Bob Iger, one of the greatest, he's known as one of the greatest CEOs of all time. He led Disney during its glory days. And then he retired. And then another Bob took his spot and short-lived and it was uh hard times for disney the stock um spiraled down and they had a lot of bad things that happened under that situation so then bob Iger came back out of retirement similar to michael jordan came back out of retirement and now he's trying to change the work culture so he's implementing the four-day mandatory in office mm-hmm. work schedule and the reason why that's important is because obviously during COVID. A lot of people were working remote and a lot mm-hmm. of people said that, you know, the days of office is over. He's old school. He believes in, you know, being in a physical location. Mm-hmm. So how do, how do we feel about this? I think you just nailed, like what you just said, he's older is the key to this. I think it's a generational thing. And so the people who make those decisions are not of a certain age group. And so they're used to coming in five days a week. If you look at most of the people who are looking for jobs, 95%, this is like, I'm not making this up, like career, karma, and all these. You can look at the statistics. 95% of people who are looking for jobs want to have a modified schedule where they don't have to go into work five days a week. Another statistic is that people are 95% more productive when they do remote work. Absolutely. Right? So is it a work issue or is it a a company issue, right? Because if they're being productive at home, why wouldn't you have people being remote, right? You would have more productivity for your company. Mm -hmm. I think the generational piece is what plays into it, right? We come from a space where we're familiar with technology. It's nothing for us to get on a Zoom call or some of these other companies. We're pretty familiar with that. You put that into somebody who's been in uh, a space for 25 to 30 years, it might not be as commonplace. It might be a little bit more difficult. It might be more more stringent on them, right? It's, it's, It's a tougher sell right so you have older people in these spaces making the decisions and they're saying all right well let's go back to the things way things are right now i think they said 90 percent of companies are on hybrid schedules where they do maybe three to four days a week they said troy mm-hmm. made that stat up all right i'll show i'll put it i'll put it up i can put google it. you know you know what i you know what i do with the research so right so yep. <laughs> you you figure if 70% of the 90% of the companies right now are doing hybrid. Why change that? There's like, I, I know like there's one Netflix for sure was like, everybody has to come back to work. But if you look at the majority of companies up until 2023, which we just started, most of them have done hybrid. A lot are saying that we're going to go back to at least four or five, but we'll see. I, I think it really has, it, it's what you said. The old, an older population is making decisions on what the workspace looks like. So do you agree with it or do you don't, don't agree with it? 
I agree in the sense, well, the first part was, what do I think of it? And then what do we think? What, what is it going to be America going to file suit? I think they'll file suit in the sense of hybrid, where it's three to four days. Because he didn't say every day, right? It's still, he's still saying four, four days, days a week. I mean, four days, you damn near, four days is a whole but Friday, not, casual but, Friday. Just but people, like, well, Friday, you don't have to come in. But if you want to make somebody go to work four days a week in a physical office, that's- They'll take it. I, people will take that. I know okay. for sure people are like, yo, if I don't have to go on Fridays, I'm taking that. But what about people that move to a whole different state? There's a lot of people that did that. Yeah. But what was that? You got to move back now. Oh, you're saying they moved and they stay with the company? Yeah. Like if you're working remote, you might, well, you might live in Miami and, and your job is in Connecticut, but you're working remote. So but you're going to have to find a job. Well, yeah. That's what I'm saying. If you're working remote, most times there's a separate location, right? There's a location of that business where you move a lot of the times. Right, you're not just moving to Wyoming and there's no business there that, that is associated with your company, right? So you might move to a state where there's a branch there and you're just working remote. Ian, but, what's your thoughts on this? I think everyone can write this down. This is going to be an important. So remember, an important uh, economic indicator on the fundamental side. So remember when I used to tell everyone, like, hey, once we get past a certain number of CEOs to step down, it is a sign of a recession. Um, companies that force three to four day mandates amongst their employee base is usually a sign of a non-exceptional company. So if we look at their employee base of Disney, they have 220,000 employees, 793,000 uh, shareholders. Price to revenue ratio is 2.07. Price to book is 1.8. Net margin is 0.03%. Gross margin is 0.28 not amazing. Uh, Pre-tax margin is 6%. I want to do an exercise that if Disney offloaded all of their physical locations and solely went to the tech side, how much better and how much more efficient that company would be. And I know the probability of doing that is damn near zero. Mm. Um, But we are at a crossroads. So the thing that I love to do is study economic periods over a hundred year period. We And I was telling Chad this the other day, we have to treat the, this period of 2023, 2020 through 2023, like it's 1920 and 1923. The big debt model that we've had, and he won't be the only CEO that comes back. Um, I'm hearing some rubblings that Bezos may have to come back to Amazon and write that ship for a little bit. But what is the innovative model that they have that will sustain them for the next 10 or 15 years? Because the amazing assets that they have are being drugged down by the commercial properties and slower sales cycle there. And when the world shifts like how we did during COVID, and if you look at it, technically, if we don't recover to next year, we've really been in an economic decline since 2019 through 2024. Half a decade. Can Disney continue to have all these locations globally? and be a preeminent leader in this space. I would argue that not now. Um, right CEO. And I think it's the right move to make if you have older leadership and it's a company with no true advantage. I would argue right now, Disney has no advantage over- In what space? And what space, whatever space, whether it's tech, Apple's better, or if you want to say real estate, McDonald's will fucking wash them any day of the week. And don't streaming. let streaming Chick Fil A go public. Streaming, and yes. Streaming. 
There, are they the number one streaming? They're the biggest streaming? Well, they have the most subscribers. The most subscribers. And if you look at their new commercial, which is interesting, I don't know if people even watch it. They don't, they're trying to figure out how to get rid of ESPN because it has been a debt hole for them. It's a, yeah, that's a <laughs> dumpster fire. It, but the new, ad, yeah, the new ads, and you would think like they have a lot of sports. The new ads. It may ads, be good when Skip go back over there with Stephen A. Nah, nah, Piss nah, nah. off we, one we, more we, time. We're going to deal with Skip on another time. <laughs> if you look at the new ads, it, the bundle is now uh, Disney Plus and Hulu. They took the ESPN part out of it for like nine ninety nine, yeah. which is interesting, which furthermore tells me that they're trying to get from under the, the ESPN uh, so, banner. Let's talk about Disney stock. Um, at one point, you were you were a Disney stock enthusiast. I'm still a Disney stockholder. No, I understand that, but yeah. I'm saying, are you enthusiastic about the stock? Yeah, you are enthusiastic. Yeah. About the stock? Well, I, because I'm doing it for long term. So, like when I did it. So why are you why are you enthusiastic for long term? It's the same. It was the same reasons then when we were in the pandemic when I was talking about the parks and I was talking about opening. But I'm saying people, I'm talking about. People, I'm, people, I'm, so I'm, I'm going, I'm going in. Right. I'm talking about the expansion with the parks. I was talking about streaming. I was talking about from a production standpoint, even if you look from the Hollywood Reporter, right? Their movies did $4 billion last year, which is by far, I mean, it blew out every studio. They're on pace. They have potential to do that every year just from a production standpoint from the films. But the, the expansion of streaming, like I said, I think is is their biggest play here. Now they, the Hulu piece, they, they still, they haven't really gotten Comcast over ownership just yet. Um, but the the Fox Searchlight part of it adds more catalog of content to the, their bureau. Um, obviously, we know from a licensing standpoint uh, with with all their characters, they're in a position where they can have money just generate and generate and generate. Now, like we what we saw with during COVID, they, the cruise ships took a hit, the parts took a hit. Mm-hmm. Will that happen in twenty twenty five? Probably not. There probably won't be a world pandemic. Lord willing, there won't be. But they have the same thing that YouTube has, and which is why I love them. Their population always gets younger. And if your population can always get younger, you're always going to be in business. Kids will always have an business. Even in this era? Because if they don't acquire Mr. Beast, which Mr. Beast may slowly be one of the people we need to watch out for in terms of taking something public in the next two years. But if they're not acquiring a bunch of those YouTube kids, Will they really give a damn about Beauty and the Beast? And well, so that's the thing, right? That's why you have to create newer content, right? Because Beauty and the Beast doesn't mean like you can see it when if you look at the views for like when they do these live productions of Beauty and the Beast or any of those like classical Disney stories. Mm-hmm. Like, and shout out to her, I thought it was great, and The Little Mermaid was great too. But people they're not really checking for it because those stories don't resonate with a younger pop this population, so they have yeah. to create. So having that Pixar bag is vitally important, right? Because now you can create new characters. Like I told my son, I am said, look, you know, Buzz Lightyear didn't exist when I was a kid. Like he mm-hmm. came out when I was a teenager, right? Like that didn't exist. These characters are like, they're out of somebody's mind, right? Like Monsters Inc. didn't exist, but those characters exist in our kids' world, right? And so like, as, as long as they have the creativity and they have the production studios to create and be innovative, they're going to be great. And then Avatar too, like if we're seeing what that's doing, right now from just a, a box office smash and what they can do with that franchise and add it to the parks as well. There's just so many things I think they can do from a creative standpoint with content. For my technicians, if you draw your Fibonacci retracements, put your 100% level at top and, and zero at the bottom. Um, Disney was at uh, $1.23 back in 1985. The high was $200, $203.02. That was last year. 
the 38.2 level, which is $74.69. If it breaks underneath that, it's going to have a little bit of trouble. Um, it really depends. The survive, the ability to survive during this recession, and once again, whatever's in between recession and depression, like that's what this category of the last four years would be called when it's all said and done. And it's going to depend on if they can weather the storm. Um, I do think they have some great assets, but at the end of the day, the splits on your net margin matters more than anything. Um, the operating margin is too low. And if we, let's say we stay here for a decade, they're going to have a tougher time. But if they break underneath 76, I'm going to be a little bit worried overall. I still think it's a great company. I don't think it's going to die in the next five years, but I think we are going to start to see some of these generational companies um, slowly decay. They'll be around, but they won't have the impact that they did. Um, I'm really interested seeing what his plan is, especially over the first 90 days when he mm -hmm. comes back. And that will be the telltale sign on what they'll be able to do. But they have to cut costs like crazy and they have to get these margins to be a hell of a lot better. Yeah. And I think his succession plan is important, right? Because like he's coming back on an interim basis. And so the one of the caveats of him coming back was to train the next person. He's only going to be doing this for two years. He came back out of retirement to write the ship again, but also train the next person. So that's important too. We 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 just saw like obviously when you brought up the WWE, what having leadership come back can look like and what it can do for a stock. So that's important too. I, I take if if Disney falls to fifty nine bucks, they really should consider selling to Apple. Some of I was going to say, what if they get acquired? <laughs> yeah, some of these companies are going to have to consolidate. Yeah. Not happening. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because of uh, restrictions from the government. But what besides that, why why do you think it wouldn't happen? I mean, there's already a pre-existing relationship there. Every year, Disney puts out a letter saying that they're not going to sell that. <laughs> yeah, Disney. Uh, I think Disney is one of these companies. It's American culture. When you think about Disney, is a staple in in the world. So was uh, the clan. They were not as popular as they used to be either. The clan, the Wu Tang Clan, X Clan. What you which clan are you doing? Well, <laughs> Wu Tang Clan. Y'all cleaned up good, boy. That's the only clan we know. Wu the, the RZA, the Jizza, Old Dirty Bastard, Inspector Deck. Ray when Clark, I get a webby, I'm handing it right over you. You God, Ghostface Killer, and the Method Man. Can you name all nine members of the Wu Tang Clan? I, I can't. Only one I really like was Method and Ghost. You didn't like Raekwon? What? He was solid. What? <laughs> what? Solid. Solid. Oh man, he just didn't do it for me. Don't I don't want no smoke either, right? Now. <laughs> Ray, wow. will pull up on you at a show. Good dude, man. Uh, so, good dude. It's just uh, not what I, what I listen to. Ghostface don't get enough credit for, for for giving up that blueprint for Just Blaze and Kanye too. And Bink. What, what blueprint are you referring to? That that, that sample heavy bass sped up sample. Ghostface or, or RZA? Ghostface was like doing that early on. You don't think Blueprint sounded like Ghostface remix a little bit? I've never which, heard it. Which, 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 which album? I have to listen. Yeah. To listen. Iron Man? What you talking about? Fish scale? Which one? Let me see. Let me see. Let me, let me go scale. back. Hit the like button. Let's get this bad boy up to 6,000 people. Remember when they did investing takes and not rap? We didn't come here to hear that. You guys are on <laughs> One thing that one thing that is very true, you have to you have to skew young. You have to skew young. Um, shout out to my boy Just. Yep, shout out to Just. <laughs> no business can survive if they don't skew young. 
no musician. Skewing Young is the key. That's hip hop music if you think about it, right? Hip hop music has been able to skew young. This is why jazz is almost irrelevant at this point, unfortunately, because jazz wasn't able to skew young. The blues wasn't able to skew young. Even rock and roll after a certain point, it, it lost its ability to skew young. There's only going to be so many people that's going to watch The Grateful Dead when they're yeah. 90 years old. They try. Um, but hip hop music has been able to skew young. Mm-hmm. Not always the most productive thing. No. But that's a different conversation. But mm-hmm. you have to, if, you, if you're an entrepreneur or if you're a personality or if you're an artist, you have to find ways to skew young. Very important. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.